We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, what's up? It's uh, Bryn Aiken here, back with another episode of Listen, Watch, Discuss. And uh, on tonight's, or today's episode rather, I will be talking about the Disney Channel, or the Disney cartoon, Amphibia. Um, and again, as with uh, all of my podcasts, I'm going to reiterate that uh, there will be some spoilers for both seasons one and or for both seasons one and two of the show. Uh, the only two seasons that are currently out at the moment. So uh, keep that in mind as you as I continue. And again, if you haven't seen the show and you want to watch it, then I suggest not listening to the podcast. But if you've already seen the show, or you don't care about spoilers and you just want to hear my thoughts on the show anyway, then by all means continue. So, uh, but just a fair warning. I always like to do that if I, if, if I remember. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So Amphibia is, like I said, a Disney, uh, cartoon or Disney channel cartoon or Disney cartoon, whatever you want to say, uh, created, created by Matt Braley. And, uh, it premiered, on Disney Channel on June 17th, 2019. Uh, and the the voices, it stars uh, Brenda Song, Justin Fel, Felbinger, Bill Farmer, and Amanda Layton as the main cast. And uh, several other recurring uh, voice actors as well appear on the show. But basically, the plot of the show is about this uh, teenage girl named Anne Boonchoy. And... Uh, and her friends, Sasha Waybright and Marcy Wu. They end up, uh, on her 13th birthday, one of her friends, Marcy, ends up finding this music box to give her as a gift for her birthday. But they open the box, and all three of them get transported to this magical, mystical, uh, medieval fantasy world called Amphibia, which is basically just a, uh, a world of talking frogs and and toads and newts and and all that you know basically just amphibians uh but also there's there's like uh, killer vegetable plants like venus flytrap tomato plants and and there's uh giant killer wasps and and you know a bunch of other dangerous threats too a bunch of other creatures that reside in the land so but anyway basically they all three get split up um and ends up uh and ends up um, going to this little town called Wartwood, where she meets this frog family called the Planters. Uh, Sprig, the youngest boy, Polly, uh, his younger uh, sister, and, who's just a pollywog, and, um, or a tadpole, and their grandfather, Hop Pop. Uh, well, nickname, his full name's Hopadiah Planter. So, uh, so she, she ends up living in this little rural town uh, called Wartwood, Sasha ends up getting kidnapped by the Toads and sent to uh, their uh, place of residency, Toad Tower. And then Marcy ends up uh, staying in Utopia, which is basically this giant, uh, which is basically a giant kingdom that's kind of, it's basically like the main, uh, it's the capital of Amphibia. Like it's, it's the, the kingdom is the capital of the entire uh, realm of Amphibia. And she ended up, uh, she ends up becoming a royal guard, like and like a royal, like she ends up helping uh, defend the kingdom from any threats and everything. 
and you know so so they all end up separated and you know basically the whole show um at least with the first season um you know Anne is trying to find her way trying to get the music trying to find the music box and get back home and also find Sasha and Marcy but uh you know for the most part or for a good majority of season 1 there are there are a bunch of one-off adventures like each episode most of the episodes in season 1 are just a bunch of one-off adventures and um and i've noticed that with a lot of cartoons especially from the 2010s to now uh and I'm not saying like they're all copying each other, although many of these these show creators do um, are do take uh, influence from you know their fellow you know coworkers, fellow animators, and everything. They are and they all some of, and they all usually work on a, uh, the same amount of shows, or not the same amount of shows, but the same shows. So you, you can kind of see some overlay going on there, or you can kind of see why some might be similar. But I've noticed that with uh, most uh, cartoons, especially like I said, from the 2010s to now, uh, they the the season the first season starts off with kind of the setup of the story in the series premiere and the in the season premiere, and then most of season one, a lot of season one is just random one-off adventures. You know, like like it's just like it's like it's uh, like it's not a story-heavy cartoon. You know, um, or kind of start it feels that way and then usually by the season finale or the penultimate episode of that season is when things start to uh you know kick into the next gear and then or you know it's it's like when things start to get you know a little more heavy a little more serious a little bit and then yeah and then uh which leads into season two which is usually the season which gets uh well like i said a little more heavier a little more darker and a little more serious in tone and and also more story driven. Usually, there's more episodes dedicated to the overarching story, uh, whatever that is, um, whatever that story may be, depending on whatever cartoon it is. And then uh, and then the third season usually is the the wrap up um, or the thir- or the final seasons, depending on what you know, depending on how many seasons the show you're talking about has. Like uh, like in Gravity Falls' case, they only had two seasons. So season one was the setup. Mostly random one-off adventures, but a few episodes sprinkled in here and there that, you know, uh, played into the overarching story of, oh, this town is weird, you know, we got to find out why, there's this big threat coming, um, you know, where's the author, he's been, you know, he's been missing, and why is Stan building, why is Stan, you know, why, what is he hiding behind the vending machine in the, in the main part of the Mystery Shack gift shop, you know, like there were these big overarching questions and uh and throughout the first season we had a few episodes here and there dedicated to to the overarching story but you know like i said for the most part they were random one off adventures that would you know occasionally get referenced in the the next episode it's not like as soon as that episode was over and it went to the next one everything that happened in the previous one you know was just kaput you know it was just forgotten about you know um you know and then in in the next season there were almost no filler episodes and if they were filler episodes I wouldn't say filler. They were more just like breaks in between the main story, you know, like the Gulf War. Like that wasn't really a story heavy episode. It was mostly just kind of Pacifica and Mabel slowly becoming uh, friends, you know, and then um, and the, uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? Oh, and then the um, uh, the Love God. That was another one that wasn't really story heavy. It was mostly just like character driven. Um 
you know, so so there were a few episodes in season two that didn't have anything really to do with the main plot. But, you know, season two was, like I said, where it stepped up and got darker and everything. Um, and other shows like Steven Universe, even though it's not a Disney show, it's Cartoon Network. But but that that also is a good example of that. Um, and uh, let's see. Regular show did that with their final season. Like for the first seven seasons or first six and a half, it wasn't really that story driven. Then the last season and a half was... Oh, there's these scientists that put a dome over the park, and the season finale was oh they got shot into space. So all of season eight was just in space, and most of the season was trying to, you know, figure out a way to get back home, and you know finding out that pops had an evil twin brother who was going to destroy the universe. So, but anyway, um, enough droning on about that. I just I just felt the need to point that out. So it, this is this is very much the case with Amphibia, because yeah, for the first season. It's mostly just Anne settling into the, into the town of Wartwood and, you know, bec- uh, becoming a, uh, having another family uh, within the planters. Like, you know, they, be- they become her surrogate family and, um, and, Spr- and her and the youngest uh, boy, Sprig, um, uh, Hop Hop's uh, grand- grandson, become the best of friends. Um, but there, like I said, there are a few episodes where we get hints and teases of the story. Like, uh, there was one episode, uh, the, towards the end, uh, we see Hot Pop burying the music box. And, uh, and, it, and you know, we, we, and from that point on, we know that he's, he knows more than he's letting on. So, um, which is crazy. But also, uh, you know, we, 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 get, we get references to, you know, um, Sasha and Marcy, like every so often, you know, we'll be like, oh, hey, yeah, that, I got to go find my friends, you know. And a few episodes are dedicated to, you know, trying to get away back home. Uh, but for the most part, it's just one-off adventures. Uh, until uh, we, in the first, at the end of the first episode, we actually do get a glimpse of Sasha being held prisoner in Toad Tower by Commander Grime, who's the leader of the Toads. And, uh, and then halfway through the season, we get an episode j- completely focused on Sasha uh, at Toad Tower, uh, going from prisoner to uh, one of one of the members of the army, and and becoming the second in command under Grime, and then of course the penultimate episode of the season, uh, Frog of the Year, we uh, we end it with Sasha randomly showing up on the outskirts of Wartwood, and her going over to Anne like, hey, oh my God, we find each other, we found each other finally, you know. And she's like, I br- and Sasha's like, I brought some friends. And Anne's like, friends? And then you just see Commander Grime and the rest of the Toad's eyes light up. And it's just this very intense moment at the end where he's just like, nice to finally meet you, Anne Boon Choi. And, uh, and then, of course, the season finale is a little bit more story-heavy. It's a little bit more dramatic, you know, and intense and darker. Uh, and it's basically just uh, them being captured by the Toads, taking the Toad Tower... And because Hop Pop like led a rebellion or inspired some frogs throughout the valley, because uh, well he ran for mayor against the their their town's mayor, uh, Mayor Toadstool. He ran for mayor of their town one time, and um, you know he so that kind of led a rebellion, you know, throughout the valley of frogs standing up to toads. And you know so Grime tries to get Hop Pop killed by throwing him into a Venus flytrap. And eventually, Anne and Sasha end up fighting when Sasha's like, hey, I don't care about these frogs. I just want to get us home, you, me, and Marcy, you know. Uh, but they end up having this really cool sword fight. And 
Sasha has this really uh, deep kind of kind of uh, it's kind of a moment that takes you back. I mean, or it it takes you aback. Like it 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 makes you sit there and think that really just happened. Like uh, she's hanging like the uh, through a series of not really convoluted events, but uh, <laughs> but through through a series of uh, events, the Toad Tower ends up um, exploding. And everyone's like scrambling, trying to get out of there. And Sasha's hanging off the side of the tower, or off the top of the side. And Anne's like, "Hey, I got you." And the she and Sasha sees that the planters are holding Anne and keeping her from falling. And she just says, "Maybe you're better off without me, Anne." And then she just lets go. And I'm like, "Holy shit! Is she gonna? Is she gonna die? Is she gonna kill herself?" But then Grime just jumps in and like drag, like he jumps up and drags his dagger inside the castle wall and like stops him from like falling all the way down but that was such an intense moment uh in the show and uh and season two definitely has some more intense moments as well but yeah so that's pretty much season one and then and then they the frogs all return back to wartwood uh or the citizens of wartwood return and 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 hop hop and sprig and polly are like hey we're gonna find a way to get you home man we we promise you know and so that's where we get into season two and in season two like i said uh because we didn't meet Marcy at all in season one, but we finally get to meet her in season two. And I got to say, I really, she's probably one of my favorite characters <laughs> in the show. Cause just from the first minute of her, of just from the first minute she shows up, she's just like, she's, it's, it's funny. Cause they, all three of them have a good dynamic. Um, and Sasha and Marcy, like Anne is the, is um, the cool the cool, calm, slightly, uh, slightly irresponsible and, you know, not really, you know, too good in school, but she's not like terrible, you know, but she's the cool, calm, slightly irresponsible, um, you know, friend of the group. And then we have Sasha, who's the bossy queen bee, you know, the self, the bossy self-proclaimed queen bee, kind of the boss bitch, if you will, (laughs) of the, of the trio. And then we round it out with Marcy, who's this who's this really kind and sweet, uh, like, dorky, uh, video game-obsessed nerd who's, like, very good, very good in school, always getting straight A's, and, um, and she, and she, and, you know, and she's so hyper-focused on her, uh, passions and, and hobbies, and so, so it's, it's a good dynamic that the three have, and, uh, and it's not until way later in season, in this season, season two, that we, that they all three reunite, because up until this point, uh, in episode six of this season, season two, uh, Marcy at the Gates, that's when Anne and Marcy reunite. And before that, we had Anne and Sasha reuniting in the episode before the season finale. So we have so we have Anne and Sasha have already met, and Anne and Marcy have already met. But it's not until like episode eighteen of this season where the three are finally reunited. Like all three are reunited. But uh, but yeah, this season definitely drops a lot more lore and a lot more story. And you know, you kind of get a feeling of you know, okay, something big is happening and is going to happen, um, going forward. Uh, and basically, uh, I think I'll just go ahead. Okay. Well, let let me talk about a few of the episodes, just like some personal highlights of mine, uh, that I loved in the, the season and we'll go over or, and then I'll go over the finale. So, uh, I really loved the season premiere, Handy Ann. Uh, that was basically just them, uh, but that was basically just Anne and the, and the planters going on a trip, like preparing to go to Newtopia. 
and get answers about the music box, which, uh, which, uh, by the way, I forgot to mention, they caught the name of the music box is the Calamity Box. So, And if you don't know, Calamities just basically means causing utter destruction and devastation. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, it, uh, that, that was a pretty good episode. Uh, it ends with um, Anne trying to booby trap the house and accidentally pouring or pouring what she thinks is uh, like a protective potion like that could protect the house from the local woodsmith, but she ends up uh, using it on the plants and it creates a giant vegetable monster that she has to destroy. But, uh, that was a good episode. Uh, truck stop Polly where Polly ends up trick feeling left out and she tricks the family into leaving without her, um, to see if they'll miss her. That was a good episode. Uh, wax museum. Oh, I love wax museum. That was the, uh, is basically a tribute to gravity falls, which is another one of my favorite shows. And, and it, ironically, it's also another Disney show. But basically, uh, they stop at a wax museum in this place called Stony Gulch. And um, and it's run by this guy called the Curator, who is basically just Grunkle Stan as a frog. And, it, and, we just, and he's like, hello, everyone. Welcome to my wax museum of oddities. He's like, I'm the, I'm the Curator. Look at me. You know, and he's, 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 he's exactly like Stan. And, it, and it's funny because Alex Hirsch... Uh, voiced the curator and uh and there's also and it's just funny because like there was a in gravity falls there was uh an episode early on where stan had a wax museum so i love that that they just played with that um uh storyline in the show and just had fun with it and i love that i'm I'm guessing matt was a well he actually he did say that uh the creator matt braley did say that he was inspired by the storytelling of other shows like Steven Universe and Gravity Falls. So he, um, so I'm assuming either they were friends, um, or Matt called Alex up one day and said, Hey, could you, would you be interested in voicing a frog version of your character, Grunkle Stan? And Alex was probably like, Yeah, I'll do it. And, uh, but that, that was a great episode. And then there's also this really funny bit, uh, where we see a frog version of Seuss, uh, and, uh, <laughs> And uh, he's like, uh, hey, Mr. Pons, uh, do you ever think that uh, we're just uh, one of many infinite versions of ourselves throughout the other throughout other universes? Like we're just one of m- infinite versions of us. And then <laughs> and then uh, and then the curator, the uh, frog stand, he's like, y- have you been licking yourself again? Have you been licking yourself again, frog Zeus? And he's like, uh, yeah, sorry, Mr. Pons. <laughs> and uh, that was that was just a great moment. Um Especially considering that in Gravity Falls, they established that there is a multiverse. Like, in their, in their universe, they established that there are multiple worlds. Uh, so, that's totally possible that Amphibia is just... <laughs> I mean, it's not, because they, they haven't said it was uh, connected. They haven't said Amphibia is just another... is a frog Gravity Falls, but, but it would totally make sense, considering the, you know, multiple universes in Gravity Falls. Uh, all the episodes where they're in, where they finally get to Newtopia, like I said, from, from episode six, Marcy at the Gates, uh, to like, um, I think the, the shut-in, or no, not the shut-in, uh, Return to Wartwood, uh, so that's like maybe ten episodes right there, uh, so they're, so they're in Newtopia for about a third of the season, you know, a good chunk of the season, but yeah, basically, uh, oh, in the Halloween special, uh, what was it called? I think the the shut in that was a great one. Um, very intense, very kind of dark 
for the for the type of show it was or the type of show it is it was very good very dark episode um but basically yeah so season two um so after Anne and Marcy reunite they you know most of the season after that is spent trying to figure out more about the box and so her Marcy and the king of Newtopia, who she's befriended since she's gotten there, King Andreas, or King Andreas Leviathan, who is voiced by Keith David, and when I first heard him, I'm like, I immediately love this, because I love Keith David, I love his voice, I just love, like, he, he's, a good, he's a good, he's a good voice actor, he's great, I, I really just, uh, everything he's been in that I've seen it's, has been great. Uh, but yeah, so basically, uh, Marcy and Andreas, uh, read up on how to, you know, more about the music box, and most of the season is them having to go to these, there's three temples, and there's three stones in the box. There's a blue stone, a green stone, and a pink stone, or a gem, a gem, stone, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, and basically there's these three temples they have to go to in order to, and they have to pass a series of tests and trials in order to get the stone recharged and put in the box. And once they do that, once, once, you know, they're like, oh, okay, well, once we charge the stones fully, we'll open the box and we can all go home. Um, but, you know, like I said, Sasha's been with Grime. She's been with Grime throughout most of the season. Uh, in season well, in, and in season two, uh, her and Grime end up leading a toad rebellion against the uh, king and Utopia. Um, but Sasha ends up meeting Marcy and Anne at the final temple and befriends them again uh not not revealing to them that she's actually going to betray them again you know and um but basically each three of the girls uh relates to has a specific stone that's like their color or their um their own stone uh like Anne's is blue uh marcy has the green one and then sasha has the pink one and what i thought was cool too is that all three of the temples the tests and trials and tribulations uh, of each temple relate to their specific a specific character trait of theirs. Like Anne's is mostly just a bunch of uh, booby traps and you know just trying to avoid. Um, or well, no, it's not booby traps. I'm sorry. Uh, Anne's Anne's was mostly just a a character test, like a morality test about you know being a hero and being a good person. Uh, and, you know, changing for the better, and or, you know, like like how she had kind of changed since she came to Wartwood. So that was her test. Marcy's, since she loves puzzles and loves a good challenge, most of most of them were like, you know, like a Rubik's Cube or a, um, a live action, uh, like a giant chess, chess game, and, you know, stuff like that. And then Sasha's, since she's like tough and strong, was, you know, mostly just like <laughs> lifting weights and <laughs> defeating a giant monster. Um guarding guarding the uh temple so so i love that 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 the challenges in the temple related to the personalities of the girls and also the fact that the colors of the stones also related or correlated with each girl like sasha's hot and fiery like you know and like kind of mean and you know so she's pink and marcy's like really kind and sweet so she's green and then Anne's like cool and calm and you know for the most part you know so she's blue um so I thought that was cool. But anyway, so uh, without um, having said all that, uh, I'd like to talk about the finale for a few minutes before uh, before I forget. 
the, <laughs> I just watched the finale right before I started uh, recording the podcast, and I just have to say this is one of the best season finales I've seen in a cartoon in a while. Um, and I was just sitting there after it ended thinking, uh, what, (laughs) you know, like, like, and I, and I mean, uh, what in a good way, but like, it was just, uh, it was just so intense. And so, and it's funny because they put a warning at the beginning of the episode. So it was literally, it's like warning, this episode is so intense. It may, it may scare younger viewers. And, uh, but it was such a good episode. So basically the the plot of the episode is uh Anne, Sasha and Marcy along with Sprig, Hot Pop and Polly and Captain Grime uh travel oh and Frobo there's this mechanical frog robot that um that they befriended l- earlier in the season forgot to mention that but they they fly to Newtopia from Wardwood on Marcy's bird Joe Sparrow and uh <laughs> and they end up uh taking the box to the king uh, only for Sasha to immediately betray them and reveal her intentions, her and Grimes' intentions of taking over uh, the kingdom of Newtopia and basically becoming, basically running the the kingdom by themselves, you know, w- with them and their Toad army. Um, so ultimately, yeah, and we see the pain and hurt in Anne and, and Marcy's um eyes and and voices when they're like what how could you what what do you you know and and the whole and ever since Anne reunited with Sasha back in the season 1 finale we've seen Anne grow so much since then not just from the first episode to that season finale but also from the season finale to this season finale we've seen her grown so much and you know learn not to be a pushover around Sasha and learn and learn for you know, learn not to have Sasha dictate her choices and control her life and be so demanding all the time. Um, and, you know, so I, Anne stands up to Sasha and, uh, and, you know, and there's a really cool intense fight scene between, uh, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of short, but there's this really cool fight scene between Andreas and Sasha and Grime. It's really cool. And, um, and, and basically, uh, so Anne's upset, obviously that she was betrayed again by Sasha. So she rallies, uh, you know, the planters, this, uh, Newt, uh, who's, uh, a general, General Yunnan, the King's second, uh, in command, Olivia, and Frobo, uh, and Marcy. She, she rounds all of them up to take back the kingdom, and, uh, during this, Sasha and Grime find out that Andreas has been hiding more than he, more than they've, uh, more than he's let on. He's, he knows more than he lets on, and, uh, because we see in, like, at the end of episode 14, uh, the first temple, we see, uh, Andreas, like, go down this secret passageway, like, behind his throne, or, like, a little bit down the hall behind his throne, and, uh, there's this giant, like, Cthulhu monster with, like, 12 eyes, like, 12 giant red glowing eyes, and it's, like, what, like, it's funny, because King Andreas is, like, way bigger than everyone else, so when you see how big his master is, uh, you know, the giant 12-eyed creature, when you see how big it is compared to Andreas, you're like, oh, shit, this thing's really big. <laughs> and it's just like, sit- he's just like sitting or floating in water, like un- underneath the temple, underneath the castle. And it's like, and, and you're and you're like, what is he going to do? You know, but anyway, so Sasha and Grime find out that Andreas is the villain, you know, uh, he- and he's got sinister motivations. 
and um, and they end up, uh, you know, stopping Anne and Sprig from opening the the gates at the front of town, you know, and they stop them from getting the Toad Army in. Um, so they're successful with that, but Andreas, you know, they're they've all they're all captured again. They're all brought to the or they're they're all brought to the main throne room, and he reveals that. Uh, him and his ancestors were not peaceful travelers, but they were world conquerors, and he intends to conquer other worlds using the box, and um, and then and then he places the box on this little pedestal in the middle of the room, and it, and the entire not not the entire city of Newtopia, but the entire his entire castle begins floating up in the sky, and and uh, and he has he's got this giant laser that's like uh, pointed atop the castle tower and he shoots it it's it's like this it's basically just this world or and city destroying giant weapon sitting on top of the the castle like the main castle tower and uh and he just obliterates toad tower like that all while sasha and grime are watching and i felt kind of bad for them i mean they are they are kind of villainous assholes but we've had a, a good amount of episodes or a few a few episodes uh showing their friendship and loyalty and trust with each other. So, and I still liked them as characters, even though they were villains, you know, uh, which is kind of a tricky thing to do. Having a villain that you know you hate and, you know, you're rooting against, but also one that you can kind of sympathize with and still like on some level. So, but I think they did a good job balancing that. So, but I still, I still, yeah. So, like I said, I felt bad when Andreas just obliterates Toad Tower with the laser on top of the castle and you can just see the hurt in Sasha and the hurt and shock in Sasha and Grimes' eyes. Um, but yeah, so... And then Andreas uh, kind of backs Marcy into a corner and for and forces Marcy to reveal that she knew what the music box could do. Because we see a flashback at the beginning of the episode where she was studying for the uh, SATs, or PSATs, <laughs> and, um, and she came across this book in the library uh, that had a... That, had a page in it about the calamity box. And then as she's walking, as she's like leaving home, like she gets into this big fight with her parents about how her father got a new job and they have to move upstate. And then as she's running out of the house, she runs downtown. She sees the box in a pawn shop. And this is where we connect back to the season one finale. Cause like I said, we had that flashback in the beginning of that where it was Anne, um, Anne and Sasha skipping school to celebrate her 13th birthday. And then, uh, and then when Marcy sees the box, she texts Sasha, hey, I found the perfect gift for Anne. And then, you know, and so now everything's come together. Now we see where everyone was at that time just before they opened the box. And, you know, so like I said, you know, after the box is opened, uh, they get transported and that's where we, that's where the show starts, you know. Uh, so I just think it's cool. And, and, and also that was kind of a betrayal. And it, and it, and it hurts because Marcy just so desperately wanted to keep the friend group together that she was willing to do that and and she and it wasn't malicious intent you know like like she really did just want her friends to be by her side always because she was going to move and and they've all three of them have known each other since like kindergarten so they've known each other for like eight nine years of their life pretty much their entire lives they've known each other and uh and it was just so sad watching her break down and cry uh at the thought of i mean you know after having admitted all that to uh to Ann and Sasha but also you know realizing that oh yeah she's probably going to have to move um but anyway so basically so after that 
there's this big fight that breaks out. Uh, Frobo, the frog robot that Polly befriended, if you have, uh, like seven, eight episodes back, that was following them throughout this whole season. Andreas destroys him. Polly ends up growing her legs, which I thought was cool because Marcy foreshadowed that earlier in the season that, oh, yeah, you should have your legs. Your legs should start growing in like a couple months. <laughs> so that I loved that that, that, was, uh, that happened. And... Um, and Anne ends up uh, going like full, like God mode, and uh, because her stone, she didn't charge her stone fully when she was at the temple, or when she was at her temple, so uh, she ends up like unleashing uh, her gem power, like her, her her power that she still had left from the gem, and uh, and just beating the shit out of Andreas and the other robots, um, and then. And then Sasha and Grime, you know, they realize they're winning, or, you know, they're winning, so Sasha and Grime are like, okay, look, we'll take care of King Andreas, you guys just open the box and get home. So the planters, Hop Hop, Sprig and Polly, and Anne, um, you know, Marcy opens the portal, or opens the box, opens the portal, they're going through, and just as they're going through, Marcy is stabbed by Andreas, and uh, just, and she falls over, and Anne's like, on the, you know, about to start bawling. She's like, Marcy, no, you know. And then, and she's stabbed by Andreas just as they enter and arrive in Los Angeles. And that's where the episode ends. It just ends with them in the, like the middle of a, a traffic jam on the highway. And they're like on the hood of some, some family's car. The dad takes a photo. They're like, what, is that? what the hell is that? A bunch of talking frogs, <laughs> like a bunch, like a, fro- some frog, giant frogs wearing clothes. What the hell is that? Uh, but it just, and it ends with Hop Hop saying, uh, where are we? And Anne's just looking around like, we're home. And then it just pauses on that and it says end of part two. Like how the end of season one, there was an end of part one that popped up at the bottom of the screen. End of part two pops up. And then, so it's like, you know, like I said, so that ending was crazy. But not only that, we get this intro for season three at the very end, right after that. Uh, or after the credits. And, um... And I thought that was cool because, uh, you know, I, I still, it, it showed like, oh shit, this, they're actually changing the status quo. Like you'd think the finale of the entire show would be, or you'd think the finale of the whole show would be, oh, uh, and Sasha and Marcy are home on earth and either the planters come with them back to earth or they stay in amphibia. You know, you'd think that's, that's how the finale of the whole show would be the series finale, but no, that's Sasha is still in uh, Newtopia. It's still in Amphibia. Marcy's dead. Although there was a quick, there was a scene in the season three intro where we see a clip of Andreas trying to bring her back to life. Like she's in this giant, not like a cryogen, not like a cryogenic tube, but like this like tube with like this life sustaining liquid in it. And uh, so I, you know, I was like, oh, thank God, because <laughs> I really liked Marcy, and I was like what the hell when when she got stabbed and she just fell to the ground i'm like so she's just dead like what (laughs) you know after all that you know but no it looks like they're braining her back or andrews is trying to next season so that's good and we met we got to see ann and ann's uh mom and dad uh in the intro and her cat dominoes and that was cool um but yeah, so that was just uh, and th- and there's a bunch of there's a few other scenes like there's these other these frog robots uh, chasing them throughout the streets of Los Angeles, uh, them running on the beach. Uh, there's some helicopters like and and there's like some 
uh, Earth helicopters, like our world's helicopters, and like a to- a, f- a robot frog army, like try like facing e- facing off um, with each other in the sky, and um, it's just it's crazy. But yeah, so I, that was it was just a great finale, and uh, and I can't wait for what's next. But yeah, so so in conclusion. The show's great. It's got uh, great animation. The voice acting's great. Uh, and by the way, the Brenda Sohn, for those of you who don't know, the voice actress who voices Anne was also uh, the same person who voiced, uh, or not voiced, was the same person who played London in The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and The Sweet Life on Deck. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I just forgot to mention that earlier. But, but yeah, so overall... The show has great voice acting, great animation, uh, a really great and engaging plot, uh, and and even when they're not uh, focus, focusing on the plot-heavy story and the, their story-driven, um, uh, you know, the plot, <laughs> they're basically, uh, the, even the one-off episodes are great, too. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's just, it, this season was even better than season one. And especially the season finale. I'm not saying the season one finale was bad, but this season finale, you know, takes the cake. Like that that was a really great ending to this season and 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 I still have so many questions too. And uh I can't wait to see the you know, what happens in the third season. Um, especially with that little like I said, the the fact that they tacked on the intro to season three at the end of the credits. I loved that because you know, it gave us a little glimpse of what was to come next. And uh, according to Matt, he said the that he had planned the show to be a three-act uh, structure, like like with the three-act structure. So season one was the beginning, season two was the middle, and season three was the final end. So whether whether season three is going to be the last season or not, I don't know. I mean, that's what he said. He said there might be a season four, but whatever happens, I know that the show is going to, you know. Like I know the show is going to be great, and I can't wait to see um, season three whenever that premieres. So, um, and if you haven't watched the show, I highly recommend it. And hopefully, you didn't listen to the entire episode uh, and get get it spoiled. Uh, although, if you did, you know it's it it's still worth a watch. I mean, even if I did spoil some stuff, you know, and it, if you don't care about spoilers, you'll still like it. You know, so um, so I guess that I guess that wraps it up. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in to today's episode. Uh, and I hope you guys have a great weekend and I will see you next week with, mm, actually I won't spoil it. Um, but I will say it's a music review. So, um, so anyway, you guys have a good weekend and, uh, take care.